Welcome to the Brainwave Podcast, presented by Windward Group Publishing and Media. I'm Gail Holnick, former radio show host turned novelist and travel book writer, and this is a show about creativity. Each week you'll hear interviews with people from many different creative fields, artists, designers, writers, filmmakers, chefs, architects, choreographers, composers. I'm interested in that charmed moment that leads to a work of art. Where did the idea come from? What did you do next? And what advice would you give others trying to unlock their own creative potential? Thanks for spending some time with me today. Please take a second to tap on the subscribe button on the app. And if you want the episode show notes, please go to windwardgroup.com. That's word with an O. Let's get started. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Brainwave Podcast. My guests today are Frank Irving and Bill Long, who got together a couple of years ago to try to co-write a novel. And the result is One Wild Ride, the saga of the Dake and Bates show. It's a comic novel about two guys who land their dream jobs as co-hosts of a sports radio show. I was interested in hearing how two people generate ideas and work together on a book. And I asked Frank, to begin with, to tell me what inspired them to create a novel together. Uh, our, our story goes back, if you can believe this, probably close to 50 years. Uh, Bill and I grew up in the same town in south-central Pennsylvania in York County. And uh, I lived about four houses down from uh, an old elementary school, which was converted into a community playground. And uh, when I was about 13 years old, my nightly habit about 7 p.m. was to walk up the street and join in on pickup basketball games that were held at the playground, uh, the name of which was Violet Hill. Uh, We had pickup games at Violet Hill. Every evening, I would say weekday weekday evenings in the summertime uh, from the time I was just entering high school to the whole way through, I would say, my college years. So I was about 13 at the time. Bill uh, wasn't in our immediate neighborhood, lived a little bit further on the east side of town, but was not a a far drive by any means. And... uh, Bill was a regular at the the, uh, Violet Hill Games. Uh, We got to know each other by competing against each other and with each other. Uh, The group got together every year for what we called the Summit. Um, The Summit, I'm sorry? Uh, It's called the Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T. Okay. Uh, Just our own branding for, (laughs) you know, a casual get-together of guys once a year to tell old stories and keep in touch and see how everyone was doing. And, so, and Bill, could I ask you, did you uh, through those high school years or into the early careers and so on, have any idea at that time, was it perking in the back of your brain, anything about writing a novel? Um, actually the answer to that to that is no. Um, in fact, I hadn't even given it a thought. And then Frank refers to the summit. What happened was we were, I had retired like literally the week before and we went to the, the summit, had a great weekend together and we're driving home and 
all of a sudden, Frank turns to me and said, you know, would you be interested in writing a book together? And uh, I kind of turned to him and said, you know, sure, having absolutely no idea what I was getting into. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, well, holy cow. You know, I didn't know what kind of a commitment that we were making. And, uh, you know, it was there that we started to bang around some ideas. Um, you know, what would we write a book about? You know, we kind of had no idea. And then, you know, we came upon the idea of having, you know, two guys that change their uh, direction late in their career uh, line, end up with this uh, talk show with the fledgling sports network. And, uh, you know, we really, when we started out, had no idea where we were headed. And, you know, we just started to, you know, basically uh, we banged out one chapter Um you know, we kind of came up with two characters that are loosely based on, on Frank and I, and, you know, we just started to, you know, build on it. We wrote two chapters, one about each character, and then just launched into the story. And um, yeah, go ahead. And Frank, as far as you being the initiator of all this, then why did you want to write a book? Well, I had attempted to write a book on my own, uh, I'm a writer by profession. Um, all my jobs since entering the, the real world, so to speak, have been in the writing realm. Um, but it's mostly been for trade publications and media organizations. Um, and uh, I had one attempt at writing my own novel, I would say back in the late 80s. And uh, I made it about 150 pages in. Um, it was set down in New Orleans, and uh, I, I thought I had a, a good summary of descriptions, but I didn't really have a storyline. I didn't really have any good hook that I could hang my hat on. So, uh, you know, I spent some time wandering around the French Quarter with my writer's notebook, and uh, nothing, nothing ever came of it. But I did know that I admired Bill's uh, both his writing ability and his sense of humor and his storytelling ability. And that was really in the back of my mind when I approached him with this, you know, proposal on our road trip back from Lake Wall and Paw Pack. <laughs> and, and Bill, when you, uh, when you described the process and the way that you worked together then, did you uh, alternate chapters? You write a chapter, I'll write a chapter, or did you... Um line by line work together? How did that work? I would say it was a uh, process that uh, morphed itself over time. You know, we started out at the beginning where Frank would write a chapter, I would write a chapter. And then uh, I think as we got toward the middle of the book, um, I started to, um, you know, carry the storyline a little bit. And, you know, basically Frank would pick up on some pieces that we agreed to you know, I would kind of tie it together. And Frank just had a very unique ability to make uh, what I had written uh, a lot better. Um, You know, and I think, you know, the best thing with Frank was he had the ability to add detail uh, to, you know, some of the things that we had in the storyline that, uh, you know, for me didn't, you know, business writing was always straightforward, you know, boom, boom, boom. You're writing a proposal, you're doing whatever. It's just, you know, get the facts and get it done. But when you're writing a novel, it's a different process and there needs to be more detail there. So, 
you know, toward the middle and the end of the book, you know, I write faster than Frank. He'll be the first one to tell you that. Um, and, you know, I would, you know, I would just go and, uh, you know, and we would talk about where we were headed. But, you know, I think that one point I want to make here is we never really had an outline that said when we started the book, this is where we're going to start and this is where we're going to finish. Um, and I think we just took the story and ran with it and it kind of went where it went. And I think that allowed us to be more creative and to do more with the characters than I think if had we been locked into a, a specific outline about how we were going to move forward. So, so you are you are what's referred to as pantsers. Have you heard that term? There's that the plotters, people who like outlines and they want to know scene by scene what happens. And and Frank's heard of this term. Um, and pantsers, which are people who do it by the seat of the pants. They just I'll just sit and uh, sit down in front of the screen and I'll see what story comes out. And and they the, the people who are pantsers argue that they're more creative. Frank, would you say are you also a pantser then? Oh, definitely. Um, I will say that um, we got some very useful feedback from early readers who were, you know, typically family members, close friends, and some of them were were pretty honest with us, and they they said, you know, uh, you need to do more here with this scene. Um, tell us what it looked like, you know, what it smelled like, what was happening at that time, where you know we may have described something as taking the train into Chicago. Well, you know, what train was it? You know, what time of day was it? What stop did you get off? So we had very good, solid feedback as we, as we went along, which was very helpful. But, you know, to, to uh, echo Bill's point, um, I definitely would put myself in the seat of the pants uh, <laughs> category of pantser. Um but we relied on, uh, you know, the wonders of modern technology really helped us out. Um, part of our premise with the book is that we are at times interviewing famous people who, you know, in real life would never talk to us. But through the, you know, the miracle of fiction, we're able to connect with people who were in many cases our, our idols growing up. So uh, to make sure that we were doing our seat of the pants thing accurately, um, we were able to go to videos that are you know readily available of uh, famous people talking and uh, you know voluminous interviews with with the people that we you know people like Joe Namath who we wanted to be part of the show and uh, listen, listening and viewing literally hours of of inter, inter, interviews with these people to make sure that. Number one, we were portraying them accurately and to also try to pick up on their mannerisms and um, speech patterns and that kind of thing. Now, without um, giving anything away, because I, I, I've, uh, as I'm told by lots of authors and fellow readers, be really careful about spoilers here. So I, I don't want to, um, you know, make it so that somebody say, well, I've, I don't need to buy that book. I've heard about it. So, you know, so we won't give anything too important away here. But asking the question, Bill, were there moments of surprise for you in, in the creative process then as you were working away with Frank and you're exchanging ideas and writing and rewriting and so on? Uh, moments that were just a surprise to you. You don't know where they came from, but absolutely this has to be in this book. And please don't tell me which one because, or which page, because then we'll be <laughs> giving too much away. Um, yeah, I would say that um, I was actually very surprised at uh, how much I enjoyed the process of writing. 
And I would sit down and start to write and uh, it would just kind of flow. And that was a very comfortable feeling for me. And it, it felt very good. And at the same time, I'd just be writing. And then, you know, I would come up with a, you know, what I thought was a great idea. You know, I kind of put it in there and I'd start laughing to myself out loud. You know, um, oh, this is going to be good. Frank, you know, Frank or a reader, you know, are really going to like this. And uh, yeah, so it was very surprising to me um, how I think I, I want to say naturally it came to me, um, you know, to actually sit down and, you know, you know Frank would be like, you know, I'd send him something and he'd go like, you banged that all out today. But I would, you know, I was, you know, binge writing basically. And, you know, when I got in a rhythm, um, you know, I would just keep going with it. And I just found it to be a very enjoyable process and uh, very rewarding. Um, you know, the things beyond writing, um, that's another story, as I'm sure you've been, you're very familiar with. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Frank? Did you surprise yourself as well? Um, yes. Uh, you know, I was continually surprised by the, the plot twists that, that Bill came up with, which, uh, you know, really moved this, the, the story forward. Um, also, some of the, the depth of the conflict that developed in the book. Uh, I really didn't expect it to go to the extent that it did, but I, I'm glad that it did. And, uh, you know, I, I think that element of surprise, um, you know, elevated my own writing to, you know, try to match where Bill was, was aiming to go with the story. Now, and, and Bill, you sounded like you had so much fun with it. Is it something that you wish you'd done sooner or earlier? Um, you know, to be honest, I don't feel that way. Um, you know, I think it, it's kind of something that came upon me at the right place and time. Um, you know, I had a very busy career. I spent, uh, 41 years in book manufacturing and, uh, um, you know, had a very rewarding career and I was very busy with, uh, with family and, you know, things that I like to do outside of the workplace. And, uh, you know, was generally very happy with, uh, the way things were, but, um, you know, as this kind of happened upon us and then, you know, on top of it, you know, we get hit with a pandemic, uh, and, you know, there, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all the things that I wanted to do in my retirement, a lot of them were no longer available. So, you know, the time was there to do it. And, um, you know, and then it was great at that moment in time to discover, you know, Hey, I found something else that I'm really passionate about and I'm really enjoying. And, uh, you know, it helped, uh, I think to get, uh, get me and as I'm sure most people shared through a very difficult period. Now, Bill, you touched on a little bit earlier as we were beginning here as a sort of some of the, the eye-opening aspects of, of writing a book and putting a book together. And I want to pursue that a little bit. What were some of the things that you know now that you didn't know then? Um, you know, I think to take your time with, uh, you know, a scene or, you know, whatever you're describing, you know, what I would try to do would be to try to get that story in my head. And, um, in my mind, I got very attached to the characters. Um, of course, a couple of them are very closely patterned after, uh, Frank and myself. And, um, you know, I got very close to them. I got into the story. So as I was writing, it just felt like, you know, kind of, it was, you know, kind of flowing out of you, you know, just like you're, you're telling a story and, 
you know, it's just a matter of taking, taking your time and, um, you know, not trying to rush, you know, the storyline, just letting the storyline take care of itself. And, um, you know, one part I want to add on that conversation, uh, on the conversation you were having with Frank is that, uh, um, you know, when we started this thing, there was no way we were not going to finish it. And, you know, Frank, <laughs> as he said, that's one of the reasons he got me on board is he knew I would drive the project. And, uh, you know, poor Frank, I kept asking him, you know, uh, where are we on this? Uh, <laughs> you know, when do you think I'll have this? And, you know, so the heat was there. But um, I had read the, you know, the partial book that he had done back in the late 1980s. I felt like it had promise. He never finished it. So I, I'm like, you know, you know, come hell or high water, we're going to get through this. And, uh, you know, we're going to end up with a product here that we're going to be proud of. And uh, I think that both of us can honestly say that. And Frank, I'd like to ask you and, and each of you this, but Frank, to you first, um, it, how, how will I put this? And I'm sure you struggle with the same thing. We are all people of a certain age, let's put it that way. Uh, and as Jill's mentioned, he's retired. And, and so on, although I don't know if anyone actually ever retires nowadays, if you're hiking in Switzerland or writing novels, you know, what's work and what's not sort of thing. But nonetheless, we are, and I don't like old, so I, I stay away from that word. Um, I like vintage, by the way, I'm, I'm trying to get it started as a thing. So if we can have vintage wines and vintage records and vintage dresses, why can't we have vintage people as well? But anyway, we're all we're in that category. And a lot of us are looking at, okay, what would I like to do that I haven't done so far? And, and, and there's no reason not to start something new, always be a beginner at something, it keeps you fresh. So if you were giving advice, Frank, to someone in our age group, who's thinking, I've always wanted to write a novel, I haven't written a novel. Uh, what what advice would you give and what tips would you give? Uh, two words, do it. Ah. Um, uh, and I had those words spoken to me by a mutual friend of, of Bill and, and myself. Uh, his name's Keith Brown. Uh, he grew up with our group and uh, he actually joined us at the summit one year up in Lake Juan Pawpack and, uh, at the time, he was playing guitar. He was self-taught on guitar. And um, unbeknownst to me and to Bill at the time, he was writing songs on his own. And um, while we were all together uh, at uh, our gathering, uh, uh, Keith knew that I was working on, you know, wanted to write a book, wanted to finish it. And he said, do it, do it. And I think just the fact, uh, the act of putting it out there, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable is a good thing. And you should feel strong about, um, you know, presenting the things that you believe in. And uh, if you're satisfied with it, that's all that really matters. I agree. I agree very much so. And how about you, Bill? What advice or tips would you give? Uh, basically, I would say if you never... Uh put yourself out there and get out on the road and start to write the book, you're never going to get to the end. So, you know, I've had actually, I've uh, had several people that have asked me to have phone conversations, you know, regarding how we got started, you know, how we wrote the book. And, you know, my, you know, first advice is, you know, you got to get started. You got to just sit down and, uh, you know, start typing away and get yourself moving along the road. And from there, you can make adjustments and do what you need to do. But if, if you don't start, you're, you're never going to get there. I and, love that. 
Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I love that road metaphor as well. And that you don't have to, when you start off on a journey, you don't have to sort of be in San Diego and see New York before you go there. All you need to do is see as far as your headlights go, you know, and then you just keep going. Very much appreciate you taking the time with me today. Thank you. You're quite welcome. We enjoyed it. Thank you for having us. One of the things that intrigued me about this conversation was the way that they helped each other and each brought their own strengths to the project and felt accountable to the other person. Frank Irving and Bill Long are the co-authors of One Wild Ride, the saga of the Dake and Bates show, and you can find them online at onewildride.pubsitepro.com. Next time on the Brainwave Podcast, we meet a former TV producer turned writer who found a creative way to get through the first 40 days of the isolated time of the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful. If you did, please mention it to a few friends or pass it along on social media and tag us if you do. And please tap the subscribe button on your podcast app and take a minute to leave a ranking or review. You might also like the backlist available at Windward Group Publishing and Media and that's www.windwardgroup.com slash brainwave podcast and Windward is spelled W-I-N-D-W-O-R-D. You'll also find the show notes for today's episode there too. If you'd like to connect, you can find us on Facebook at Windward Group Publishing and Media, on Twitter at Windward Publish and on Instagram at Windward PNM. I'm Gail Hulnick. Please join us next time.